Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Let's have all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian Pigeon Mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, Brady PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramount Plus. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Well, Doug, you're right. They will be playing this in the clubs this weekend in Shane Lewis. Why would they play this? The Mets are in town. Oh, that's Well... Sure would be nice to, to win a couple of these series. It'd mean a lot to me. And we're two weeks away from South Dakota coming to town. Is that all it is? Two Thirteen weeks? days. Oh. It always sneaks up fast. They're, they're not in school at all, and then just a short time later, they're hip deep into it, playing games and everything. People are pretty. Brady Cook's a captain. I saw that yesterday. I know this people is not a People are pissed, topic. you said? It was, yeah, people were not happy that Brady Cook is a captain, oh, really? meaning he could be the starter. Colonel uh, wrote that he expects both Sam Horn and Brady Cook to uh, get playing time in the game against South Dakota. Doug, is it South Dakota or South Dakota State? South, just plain old South Dakota, I think. Yeah. Yes. I get the hype for Sam Horn, four-star All-American, but I also don't understand he's over two in his college career, so I, I, I don't understand well, he's that. briefly, though. Well, I know. That's what I'm saying, but that's also the point. Like, I, I, I don't get... If you don't want to rebuild and you want to win now, I don't think Sam Horn's the guy to do it. But how do we know? We haven't seen him. He, we saw him briefly as true freshman year. No, but the coaches see him. They see him in practice. Right. You got, you got to trust that they're playing the right guy. Right, 100%. I agree. It's the same old thing that the most popular guy in town is the backup quarterback. Everybody thinks that's the answer. There's a lot of hiccup to drink, and I give him a lot of a grief. His recruiting is, has improved a lot. But the quarterback situation is odd for being a guru, like you still can't figure it out. I think Brady Cook is a no-brainer, but obviously that's not the case. I just, year four or five, I don't know what we're in in the drink era right now, but you would think at that point you would have your for-sure quarterback. So that's the only weird thing. They don't recruit well in that department. Doug, I'm a power Mizzou guy, as you know. Oh, yeah? And uh, and, uh, and I'm, I'm a Colonel Lemming. Is what I am. Mm-hmm. I am Colonel. God, he's yeah, he's kind of like uh, our generation's Joe Strauss, and uh, and there was a post about Eli Drinkwitz was on uh, Marty and McGee. Did you watch him on Marty, Marty and, McGee? and McGee? I missed it. Willie McGee and Marty Marion. I That's didn't think correct. he was with us. They anymore. started doing a podcast. Slats, they called it. Uh, and uh, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I see what the Colonel wrote about it. He said that reminds me a lot of the change Gary Pinkle went through after Aaron O'Neill died. He talked a lot about realizing he needed to let his guard down and love his guys. Not saying Drink is heading to 12-2 and in a top-five ranking in the next two years, but I do think there are some signs the guy is settling into his role and figuring some things out he probably didn't know in the first couple of years. That is the Colonel, Gabe DeArmond. Yeah. 
Yeah, it takes a certain feel, a certain touch that not just everybody would have to be an effective head coach. If you're going to be the guy that's doing most of the recruiting, I think you want to be known as a nice guy that everybody can get along with, someone you'd want to play for, and let the assistants be the, the hard ass if you need somebody. Good like cop, bad cop? He's a guy like Lane Kiffin, though, that sometimes, like, he's cocky and has that persona and does, doesn't get out of his own way sometimes. I think trusting his staff, his players, and, you know, you can do the recruiting, but I think he wants to be that offensive guru that, guru that he painted as, and it clearly does not work as well with him calling plays. So I, I think he gets in his way a lot because of his personality and his, I, I don't well, know. He I, has a lot of enthusiasm. I'll give him and, that. And sometimes people think that he celebrates a little too much over an average win. <laughs> and he does. He ran but, around the field with a cigar in his That's mouth. mostly just the, the cynics who think they ought to be winning every game. No one celebrated that in a national title aspect. That, like, that's the problem is it just makes you look bad. If that one for 10 or 11 wins, maybe. But you just got to the Duke's Mayo Bowl. <laughs> and, like, that's the reaction. So well, I, I don't when know. You're that's not, what... When you're not a blue blood program and you work, you know, almost round the clock to get a team prepared, you work your tail off to try to get everything together and you get a big win, and you're a young coach, a lot of them just maybe celebrate more than, than what we think they should. They gotta, I think he's one of those guys. they got to win eight games this year, I think, to be truly happy as a fan. With the schedule, I think that anything less, I know will get you into bowl, seven or six will yeah. get you into bowl. I think eight is so doable that. Right. I, I, well, being I, happy as a fan and being happy as a head coach are probably two different things. Oh, yeah. He probably just made a bonus there. And <laughs> Could well have. <laughs> Yeah. So Plowsy hammers the Cardinals for not putting the young players out there and seeing what they can do like Seattle, but sees it completely differently for Horn and the Tigers so that he can take his uninformed shots at Mazalock and Drinkwitz. The character Plowsy plays has so many levels. I'm just happy to be able to witness it. That's from Shooter McGavin. I'll explain it because Brady Cook is a proven SEC quarterback and Sam Horn is not. Like, I would, my examples were playing the Burleson and Modders, guys who aren't going to be the future, guys who really aren't even the present. Not good. Like, they're not the Mason Wynn type that should be up there. That, that's my thing. When you call up young players, you want the young player to be better than the guy they are playing, which Mason Wynn most certainly is better than Modder and, uh, and Burleson. Burleson's hitting 303 since the All-Star break. I don't, since the All-Star break. Let's look at season totals and where he is hitting in the like lineup. Strikeout rate. Like, I look at the strikeout rate. Right. He's hitting fifth or sixth in the lineup when he should be fifth or sixth in the AAA team. Strikeout oh, rate's good. So, Cook, really good. Is, Cook is better than Horn. That's my thing. Like, Cook is better than Horn. What has Cook done to make you say that he's definitively better than Sam Horn? The, the three-game stretch when they drink didn't call Thought plays. We season is, totals. But that, but the problem is he he was calling plays. It's a huge difference. No, like I Burleson agree. just I got agree. hot, but like Cook's game completely changed when Drink did not call plays. I mean, I no turnovers, ten touchdowns, was running the ball. I think ninety or hundred yards a game. I mean, that's the type of guy that you you look at and think that he's going to be. Drink got in his way. Nobody getting in Burleson's way outside of his own head. Mm. And I, I just that there's a huge difference between three- or four-year college starters and eight- to ten-year major league starters, too. It's just a different sport. So I don't, ha- think, the, I don't think the same thinking can be. You have to think the coaches are at least smart enough to play the better players. After all that they see in practice, you got to trust the coaches that at least they got the best guy out there, right? Yeah. No, I Because we, we never see practice. We never see what goes on. How do we know how good Sam Horn is? 
And you, you want to have at least two of them ready to go because it's not often that a quarterback gets through an entire season without ever having to miss a play, much less a game or two or three. But so a lot of four-star quarterbacks two. never get a sniff. In, you know, it's all hit or miss. You know, the three or four, though, can't misses every year. But there's a lot of four-star quarterbacks that come in and out of college programs every year that never get a chance to play. And maybe Sam yeah. Horn just wants to focus on baseball, which is just fine. You know, he has opportunities. But, if but not did... every four-star should start just because they're a four-star. No. If he hasn't shown it in practice, then that's not on drink to just force him to play. It's on Sam Horn to win the job. Yeah, that's why they, they earn their playing time. It, and usually in situations where the public never sees. And baseball is a lot of politics and a lot of paying players early. You know what I mean? Like, you know, cutting an arbitration year short because you're calling up a Mason Wynn type. So, again, like that thought process can be different in a college-level atmosphere than a professional baseball. Good so. morning. My little brother is going to Mizzou for journalism, sadly. <laughs> yeah. And wrote this article saying Garcia is the answer at quarterback. Uh, and that was uh, sent in. Missouri quarterback Jake Garcia can fix the Tigers' offense. Transferring over from Miami, Jake Garcia will play a key role in improving Missouri's struggling offense. How does he know that? That's an article. He's been to three high, He's in three high schools in four what years. And this for? is his third university. Uh, I mean, Josh Bob Bill, who's he writing for? Yeah, he said he's going know. to Missouri. Shut him up! Well, I don't know who that's directed at. Well, but I haven't said anything, so it can't yeah. be about me. Probably to me. But I don't <laughs> care because that's a listener. And I, I really don't care. You, you could probably state a case for any of these guys based on what they did in, in high school and what they do in practice that they deserve to be playing because they've all been stars, superstars, wherever they've played until they get to where they are right now. Jake Garcia hasn't stayed more than a year at a program since his sophomore year in high school. Like, what, what do you... What, I mean, I, I wouldn't put any stock in a guy that's going to transfer when he doesn't win the starting job. This is exactly what's going to happen. That's a made-up article, so... It's a made-up article? I wouldn't say it's a made-up article. I just think... He, I, I just think, look at the Garcia track record. I, I I would put zero stock. I'm in questioning him being everybody now. Quarterback. You want to question me? I'm questioning everybody. Oh, Missouri, good football teams. Those college teams are good, huh? What are you going to do this year? I think pretty good stuff, huh? There's a real Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde that goes on with Jackie when Mizzou is brought up. He goes from Nice Jackson to Rick very quickly. I love it. War Rick. That's from Lance Painter. Mm. He needed to defend his team. I don't blame him one bit. It's less so than that because I think I can be somewhat objective, maybe not with basketball, but certainly with Mizzou football. And uh, it's probably the sport, the sport organization I'm most invested in emotionally. So, yeah, I would say I defend it or... or, um, come to the discussion with a little bit more panache. Oh. Panache. You like that, Doug? I don't mind it. Like hey, it. You want Sam Horn to, to get a shot? Not necessarily. I just don't, like, you have all these weapons in the wide receiver room, and I and from what I've seen of Ray Cook in his entire career, he is not accurate downfield. Doesn't even throw, like, tight spirals downfield. And if you want to, like, you look at the 2007 team, like, the bombs that they would throw and just the creativeness on offense – I feel like Cook is too quick to go to his feet because he knows he can't trust his accuracy. And I want someone, like, I'd rather have the hand, ball in the hands of Luther Burden and guys and Theo Weiss, I think is the name, uh, outs, other than, you know, the quarterback. He does Personally. have a Bradford vibe. I'll give you that. I, I, he's a check down guy. But, Who, Cook? Yeah, with them. No, because he can move. Bradford's biggest problem is he couldn't move. Well, I'm saying Cook is like he doesn't go for the deep ball. Typically. Right, and that He'll might be a Drinkwitz thing. That might be a play calling thing. But well, Luther Burton go I, from two yards to sixty yards. He did that most of last year in the second half of the season. Right. So I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm a Brady Cook lemming man. I don't know why. It's it's probably 
it's got to be hard at the college level to have a effective and consistent deep throwing offense. I mean, you got to have a really, really good quarterback, an NFL quality quarterback, because it's a hard thing to do. And if you don't have the offensive line, if you're outmatched on the offensive line, you're not going to have time to have that be your bread and butter. And unless you have a super quality throwing quarterback, you just can't make it work. What did the Sid Rosenberg podcast say? <laughs> and, when, and when did he say it? Six thirty-six. Oh, we got to get around to the thing that you oh, teased. Like he deep, podcast. Deep, 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 deep <laughs> um, there won't be a Mike and Fred show anytime soon. Boston sports radio host Fred Toucher called Mike Greenberg a no-talent P, oh. and then it rhymes with Jackson's character when he has a couple cocktails. Uh, during a rant about the famous ESPN host Tuesday on the show Toucher and Rich on Boston's 98.5 The Sports Hub. A discussion about the Jets veered off the rails when the show's host, Notice Greenberg, a noted Jets fan, on the screen as GetUp debated the top threats to the defending champion Chiefs in the AFC with the Jets being listed as number one. And that's when Toucher let the world in on his beef with Greenberg. The inspiration for Toucher's rant Tuesday stemmed from a Facebook article featuring Greenberg offering career advice, and Toucher labeled said advice as, quote, asinine. Oh. He's dropping the facade when he's talking. This isn't friendly, Greenberg. This is business, Greenberg. Listen to this no-talent P, Toucher said while diving deep into the media business. This guy who's making all this money, listen to his advice. If you're not writing out your teases, you're not hosting a show, end quote. He's like, you could be the funniest guy, the most interesting guy. You could know the most about sports, but it doesn't mean anything if you're not holding people over the brakes. I said, that's tremendous advice. If you're the most interesting, funny person in the world, really all it comes down to is your teases. What a hacky, dumb thing to say. Talk about a guy justifying his career. That's your career that you've written out teases for what's coming up next. A tease in radio or television terminology is when the host previews what's coming in order to keep the viewer or listener to stay with the show through the commercial break. Mm -hmm. With the floodgates open, Toucher's partners now jumped in. Johnny Wallach. They're upset that Mike Greenberg has written out the teases? That's what this is about? What's wrong with that? Johnny Wallach. Johnny Wallach said he served as an intern in the Chicago market in the 90s, and he had to help Greenberg at the time, an up-and-coming talent in radio and TV, prepare for his sports radio spots. Quote, what a pain in the ass that guy was, Johnny Wallach, 30-plus years ago. (laughs) He would come in on a show that he didn't work on and ask me or the other interns to put him together. This is old school photocopy. We had to print everything out. Photocopy and box scores from the night before from the newspaper. Print out his massive stack of information that he would not refer to once during the show. And then Toucher replied, if you require to do a radio show, a dossier of material. Doug, you like that use I don't, of the I don't like it, no. You're an idiot! Oh! And you're never going to refer to it because it's not necessary. You're talking. The show's host then marveled at Greenberg's reported $6.5 million salary. All you need is one person, assuming it's the right person, to like what you do, Wallach said. That's Mike Greenberg's career. Somebody at ESPN really likes him because I don't know anybody else who does. And then Toucher jumped in. He's justifying his career as really being someone devoid of talent. That's what it sounded like to me. 
Toucher is known for saying things that get him in the news, including when he hung up on an NHL reporter due to his accent and when he ripped <laughs> co-host Rich Doug, do you say pronounce it Shirtenlieb? I always have, yeah. And Wallach earlier this year for not checking in on him after he underwent throat surgery that kept him off the air for a bit. End of article. Okay. Where was that article? The Boston paper? New York Post. Oh. Well, Mike Greenberg's been at the top of the network level for years, and they're saying he has no talent? Because he asked a couple of interns to do some work 30 years ago? That seems harsh to me. I don't find him entertaining, but... Who, Greenberg? Yeah. Oh, he's milk toast, man. Well, he isn't, he isn't necessarily my bag, but, I mean, you know, once you've been doing something for a while, you know, it kind of gives you some form of gravitas. I've never met him, so I'm not going to rip him. I think he does a fine job. Yeah, he's just kind of like he's uh When he was with Greenberg, I, I thought it was a Golick, very good show. Right? Uh, Golick, yeah, Golick, yeah, sorry. Oh, that was Mike and Mike. I thought that was a good show. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Why not? I thought it was a good show. Well, to each their own. What was wrong with it? It's just boring as hell. Why was it boring to a point? Well, because it's basically mainly sports I don't really care to talk about, and it was a lot of Jets talk. Well... I used to hear it some going into the other station when it was on, because it was on an hour before us. I would hear a little bit of it before we got there. I always thought it was an entertaining thing. Yeah, I felt kind of bad for 101 when they first started, because in order for them to get ESPN, they had to carry the Mike and Mike show in its entirety. It was hugely popular. But they the couldn't country. do their own morning show, yeah. which is a moneymaker. They had to do Mike and Mike until 10 o'clock. Right. Well, it was a very popular show for a lot of years. Guys, this sounds like Ken talking about Mike Tirico. No, I've never said bad things Steve about Steve Wildwood. I said I don't know why he's got to be on the air all the time. Tirico. Yeah, when he's not doing play-by-play or if he's not hosting something, I don't think he needs to be on the air all the time. But well, I have nothing against Mike Tirico, so why don't you f- understand what I'm talking about, Steve? Oh, gosh, this feud's growing. Now, if you want to take some of my clips about talking about Barrett, you could do that. You could do a whole article on that. Maybe our media guy here could do that. No, it's just... Our media guy here? Doug, are you the media guy? The guy who writes want, media you stuff. You want here. Dan Caesar to do an article about you no, ripping I said, Barrett? I said that would be the equivalent of <laughs> him, 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 him doing what the Post is doing. Doug, that's not fresh from today's headline. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it. Doug Vaughn, media guy. <laughs> <laughs> Business card. Oh. No, he purposely leaves my know. name out of things, which is fine. You think your name is purposely left out of... Oh, I know that for a fact. Why? Oh, that's gotten me into some trouble before. What do you uh, mean you know for a fact? Well, I mean, he did an article... And I'd be which, very careful with that. No, I'm just saying fact. he did an article that, Thompson Cobra that involved me. And he just called me a producer. What did the Greg Lansky tweet say? <laughs> and that, got, that hit you right in no, the solar no, plexus? No, I'm, I'm glad he did. <laughs> I'm not a producer. I'm glad, yeah. he, I'm glad he leaves my name out of articles. But when an article is basically... About me. It what article was about you? What was it about? I'm not going to get into the people. Oh, talk. It's so good. Was there an what article you, about you? Is this about Toucher? Or is this about Johnny Wallach? I was supposed, I was going to get hired at a station. And there were two people there that didn't want me there. And they did an expose. And they covered an article? There was an article Yeah, about because that? one of the guys said, I quit if he, he comes. Mm. And he wasn't on the air for <laughs> And he wasn't on the air for three days. <laughs> and he wasn't on the air for three days. And oh so, my God! You are pitiful. It's from Stephen Wilder. He's losing his mind right now. I was asked a question. I was asked a question. I'm just answering it. So in the article it says a certain producer. He could use my name. He knew. He knew who it was. But so I'm just saying. I would guess that he's not. Where's using Buck my name Swope to pull this article I, up? I don't know. Where's Toucher? 
So you well, didn't I, want I to be called the producer. I'm going to tell you off the air. But I'm well, not I mean, gonna, the audience is mention, probably interested. I'm not going to mention names. All right, fair enough. Initials. But, I mean, if it was in the newspaper, then... Yeah, it was in the newspaper. Well, then you could go ahead and mention the names. Yeah, if I do, then I cause trouble. So if the article is about you, they completely <laughs> well, was, don't mention your Doug, name? It was Doug about... to the side and he sighed. The, the whole reason the guy said he was quitting, he was off the air for three days, <laughs> yeah, two days, whatever it was, is because I was getting hired there. So my name was... It wasn't say, oh, I'm not giving you his name, but some producer was going to get hired. No. Ned Reynolds. He, he knew who it was. <laughs> Instead of saying, because Kenny Stroh was getting hired, he said, some producer <laughs> or a producer. So. This article was never written. Swope, please do your best work on this epic lie. That's from Mr. 63011, and he has a very fast golf cart. Uh, yeah. I can probably pull it up right now if I wanted to. If you've been hurt by a media article that didn't use your name, call Longo Biggs. That's from KG and O'Town. Well, I just said I wasn't hurt by it. I'm, I'm kind of glad when my... It's, it's nice that your name is never brought up in his articles. That's a good thing. I thought it hit you right in the solar plexus. No, it doesn't matter. But we were going from Mike, we went from Mike Greenberg <laughs> to this little article that I turned about it into, you for 20 years ago. I turned it into me. You sure did. But I was just wondering where it came from. It wasn't a Boston paper. I said anybody could, any media guy who writes media in any city could come up with that. There's always somebody arguing in a radio station. This was Andrew Marchand. No, that's uh, New York Post. Yeah, he's very reputable. No, I'm sorry. This was New York Post, but it wasn't Marchand. I just find that. There's almost nobody on radio that I dislike because if I don't enjoy the program, I simply don't listen to it. I share your. Uh, I, I don't hang around long enough to dislike the people on the on the show. I mean, you can tell rather quickly if if this is the kind of show you're going to be interested in, can't you? It's a quality show. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. You said it. Oh, this one? Yeah. No, I meant Greenberg. Oh, Jackson. What was the thing you were quoting the head coach of the New York Jets? Oh, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. Doug, did you hear that? If you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. Clip that off. It's the truth, man. I don't know. Well, yeah, if you're. I big... actually, I, I actually agree with it. Well, Jack Buck didn't have any haters. Was he not popping? There, there are exceptions. There are certainly yeah. exceptions. There are. There's people who are like universally loved, but. But I, th- I, I, here's what I would say, in the opinion, Doug, you like this in the opinion space. No, I don't care for that. But I think that's where that's where it is. Well, yeah, because nowadays everybody has a voice, and there's always going to be trolls. Right. Like when Jack Buck was at his his prime, there wasn't Twitter for people to spout off on. You know. And and Jack Buck and and Joe has written about this because it really, I think, bothered his dad. I, I don't know if Jack was on the record about it. Do you remember the columnist for USA Today, Doug Rudy Martsky? Yeah, was, yeah. And he he worked for the Spirits, I think. Excuse me. He did. Spirits he worked for the Spirits of St. Louis, yeah. didn't uh, I think he's passed away recently, but I could Probably he'd be pretty old if he had. Uh, but he was the big media critic at the time, and this is when Jack Buck was calling the World Series in 1991. Great World Series. Twins and Braves went seven games. Uh, Doug, was that Jack Morris against John Smoltz? I, bu- I believe so. He went to extra innings. Was that Dan Gladden who uh, scored? I think so, yeah. The blonde-haired long. Yeah. Uh, spicy little dish, right? I don't know how spicy he was. But he was, he was really critical of Jack Buck's uh, performance in that World Series. And if I'm not mistaken, it led to him being dropped by CBS, I think, had the, the World Series in 91. Yeah, he was accused of calling the plays before they That's had correct. The Braves are going to win the game. Lemke's going to score. But mm. then the right fielder for the Twins is throwing the ball home. The, twin, you know, the Braves are going to win the game. 
And and what I think either Joe or Jack, I don't recall, Joe certainly, I think, um, felt like they were picking on him because he was a little older. And, yeah. and I don't know how old Jack was when he passed away. Do you know how old he was? Uh, I think mid-70s. That's what my guess was going to be. So he was, uh, no, he was, he was 78, 77. His body, he's two months from being 78. And so he would have been in his late 60s calling those World Series games. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I think they felt like he was piling on because he was older and that it was unfair because his calls were, you know, yeah. rock solid. And Kelly called Cardinal games for another 10 years. Point being, that's pre-Twitter. Anyway... Doug, Robert Sella, if you ain't got no yeah. haters, you ain't pop, pop, poppin'. What does it mean? To, I guess we need to define poppin'. Jackson. What's poppin'? Poppin' means like, uh, you know, you're prolific in your industry. Prolific in your industry. Bless you. Seasons is pleasing. Oh, sneeze. Double bless. All right. Uh, yeah, but it's like, you know, you're poppin'. You're, you're, you're a prolific member of your sector. I like that. Prolific like member of your sector. I really like that. Yeah. Does this mean Grandpa Snoot is popping? Absolutely. That's from DraftKings Cal. 100%. Yeah, about that, Iggy. Iggy's popping? I'm popping. <laughs> I don't think you have any detractors, though. And you've done poppers, too, right? I have plenty so of detractors. Yeah. You throw those poppers up the... Like, that's where they go up your tush, right? That's like... Oh! A, why would you do that? Popper? No, poppers go up your nose. Oh. Really? What, what thought, is a popper? And what, they allow you to gape? I thought they were anal nitrates. They are. You snort that. You Why? Want just a game of nitrate up your ass. Why would you do that? I thought that's how it went. Someone asked, answer the why question. <laughs> why would know. you do that? It was kind of stupid, to be honest with you. But, but why did but you do why? it? It made you, it, it kind of made you, it's almost like doing acid. You were in like euphoria for like 30 seconds. And it was oh, over. really? It just was, only 30 seconds? It was over. And you did that. So you hallucinate? No, you just kind of like uh, you'd be floating. Mm. I've got a landing, but it would give you the worst headache, and, well, no, and it probably it probably way. killed like a hundred brain cells every time you did it. And you did it. Sounds like huffing paint. Yeah, when I go over to faces. When you went to Why, faces, you, you took you this paint? popper. It was a gay bar. Oh, God, you like took poppers at a gay bar? They had like a little kiosk there. You go over to the popper stand, and they have, they have these different a colors. A popper kiosk? Yeah. Like, have you ever seen the popper kiosk? It had to be faces. an illegal drug, right? Anal beads. Well, it was a gay bar. Nobody's checking. Illegal drug, nonetheless. Just... Well, so what? There are illegal drugs everywhere. You think nobody's ever but done the, pot, cocaine, a, heroin, a crack? at a bar with it. Uppers, downers, mollies. You're like a face monthly member, so you can like, discount. What is going on right now? It's from the 314. <laughs> to be I was, fair, I, I brought it up. I was answering a question. Yeah, I brought Maybe it Maybe I should have said, shut up, Jackson. Don't talk to me. I don't want people to get upset because I talk. I love That'd it when funny. Ken says he was asked a question, but the only reason the question was asked is because he veered to the topic. Classic. Nobody effing cares about some article about you and your nomadic career as a producer. Also, John Smoltz was having lunch by himself at the bar at Katie's yesterday. Thanks, Steve Wildwood. Oh, Katie's Pizza? Yeah, John Smoltz was on the call of the game last night. Yeah, I know. Right uh, down the street? The one in Rock Hill, there's a Katie's Pizza. No, there's one at Ballpark Village. Oh, there's one at Ballpark Village. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Madison yeah, yeah, yeah. told me about all the work they went into that building. And I just DM'd you the article, by the way, Tim. You DM'd me the article from oh, the post I'm event? sorry, I texted it to you. Yeah, it was, well, I found the Barrett one, but Barrett at the end says... This article was originally posted in the Post-Dispatch. He just copied and pasted it. Right, there it is. And it's about you. Well, I'm part of it. It's... So yeah. is the issue with Jason Barrett or with Dan Caesar? It's not It's not an issue with either of them. It's just 
He didn't, he, didn't mention my, he didn't mention my name when it was in there, and there's a lot of times when he could have mentioned but my name. But didn't Jason's article here, because you sent me the Barrett Sports Media, did he not mention But if name? you look at the bottom, it says originally posted, published by the so Post. So did the Post-Dispatch mention your name? No. Neither mentioned your name? No, he basically just copied and pasted the entire article oh, there. Okay. Well, as big a deal as you are in the market, I'm surprised they didn't mention your name. Well, I mean, the guy was off the air because of me. So, you, and he, so he knew who it was. He didn't, I'm sure when they asked, he says... They were over and arguing about some producer. No, they wouldn't mention my name. That's so I don't care. Uh, I'm just saying. Do they, uh, they have some good fries out there, girl? <laughs> Someone was off the air because of you? Oh, God. Oh, God. Sorry. We need this story. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Isn't it the Ned Reynolds story again? <laughs> Who'd you yeah, knock we'll, off we'll, the we'll air? We'll just say Ned Reynolds. How about that? We'll leave it at Ned Reynolds. Who'd you knock off the air? I have the article. So for those who said the article did not exist, it has now been okay. sent to me by Ken Strode, who's on my left. I don't know how it looks on the YouTube. Here, I'll pop up the YouTube, see where Iggy is. Iggy is, oh, catty corner from me. Yeah, so yeah. how do I get it? How do I get it? Is this going to point at Iggy on the YouTube? I'm pointing it down. Yeah. Oh, no, there's, oh look, I can well, see my little pincer. Me, my really pincers are so tiny. Right. How do I hold a golf club well, with these little special clubs? You're down yeah. below me. You're kind of, I look like the Brady Bunch. No, no, no. Can I touch you? Clip that off. Okay, watch that hand, Iggy. Watch it. Oh, I missed. <laughs> All right, uh, here is the article. Are you going to read it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Local businessmen, Randy Markell and Scott Gherkin, who now works with Josh Ennis yes. here at KC95. Great dude. Um, yeah, Scott's a great guy. Are attempting to resuscitate. When is this from? 2016. Are attempting to resuscitate 590 The Fan after it experienced a couple of rough years. Boy, that's certainly a matter of opinion. A couple. <laughs> Under previous ownership. The early reviews on their approach are positive from those involved. But this week, the station unveiled its revamped lineup, except the first day didn't go as planned, thanks to Kevin Slayton not hosting his afternoon show on Monday and Tuesday. Prior to Kevin's Monday show, there was an argument between him and Markel. Randy was considering hiring a behind-the-scenes producer that Slayton despises. After the conversation escalated, it led to Slayton not appearing on his program for the first two days of the week. He did return, however, for Wednesday and Thursday's show. That is the article, Doug. That's it? And so you are the producer? Is that what you're saying? And yeah. you would have liked to have been named? <clears throat> no. I'm just saying that... I thought that's what this was all about. No, no, I was just, exactly I was just saying that... About. You wanted to be named. No, I was saying that uh, there's certain times he could have mentioned my name, and he doesn't. Certain times? Yeah, I don't know. This I, was I, a I haven't really time. had any outs with Caesar. But, Tiki, are you coming back <laughs> to football because you miss it, or are you coming back to football because you just had a big failure in broadcasting? That's a horrible <laughs> question. <laughs> horrible he question. Tiki by name there, too. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying that there were a couple times he could, in articles, he could have mentioned my name, and he just said, a producer. He, Iggy, let it go and move on with your life! That's <laughs> from the 618. No, it, it, it doesn't bother me. You said the article didn't exist. I... Gave it to Tim. It Mr. does exist. Mr. 6311, would you like to apologize? Yeah. This is a good time to call in. It it's the reason like I did it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have went and looked it up. I don't care. I know what the article says. It seems like it's still a cocklebur in your cell. No, it's not at all. That's when I was going to produce um, Bernetti and Ramsey's show. But where are you, and I'd already, <laughs> I, And I had already lined up Joe Buck and Bob Costas for the very first show. Did you? And I still hadn't been hired. So the first show, they had those two guys. Where were you so, working? Uh, 590. Extreme? But it hadn't been hired by whom? Randy. Okay. But where were you working before being hired by Randy? Mm, I, I probably didn't have a job. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's right after, bowling. that's 16, oh. so that'd be right after the woman. 
the man and the woman folded. Wait. So wait, I was in between jobs. That folded in like 15, didn't it? I would probably take the under. It started up in 13. 13, and I don't think it made it down to 14. Well, I folded right when they signed. I did a lot much. of no-paying things in that extreme for a while. The woman station was just something that hit me like a bolt of lightning. But they went to hire me, and uh, so I just figured it was going to be hired because they were buying their time, I think. I think they are brokering their time. So they'd, they could hire whoever they wanted. They could bring them on. But I guess they decided they had to go through Randy, and Randy didn't never called me after I left him a couple messages until I went on Facebook, and I kind of trashed him. Oh, oh boy! Bradley, and then he, look, and then he called me. I didn't trash him. I just said, "Not the plan." I just said, I'm "With you, we're just doing what we can." Yeah. I said, "I think I said, tune into Jeff Renetti and Bob Ramsey new show. They're going to have Bob Costas and Joe Buck as their first guests, who I lined up as a producer, even though I've not yet to be hired." I said, "I've left the new owner two messages and." He hasn't gotten back to me. He said that on Facebook. Yeah. To the I, owner. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I knew he would see it, and I knew somebody pointed it out. <laughs> nice little open and I said, all I would, is, all that, I is, that, is that a putt you'd like to have back? <laughs> no, because he hired me. After he read it the was the Facebook post that got you hired? Somebody, well, no, I, like that. I knew the people, and in that article, I knew the people would point it out to him. And they did, thinking, yeah, <laughs> look at what he hung himself. And Randy said, well, it is my fault. Why haven't I called the guy? And then he brought me to a meeting with him and Scott Gergen, and five minutes after the meeting, he said, I don't know why I was leery of calling you. A couple of people have told me things about you, and I should have called you, even though I never met you. And I'm glad I met you because you're very talented, That's and what uh, you are now talented. you are now the producer of that show. So I was hired after that meeting. Uh, Mr. Six Zero One has sent in an apology. I stand down. Congrats, Ken, on the loan victory. It will not last long. Love you, buddy. Also, backing up to the seven o'clock hour, so Ken can rig auctions. Hmm, interesting stuff, guys. Stroud, explain what finagle means. That's for Mr. Six Zero. I don't yeah, know what I was it is. Just kidding. My God, yeah. Michael, would you say an outstanding job from Luke today? Outstanding job from Luke. I wouldn't finagle the auction. I'd just hand him the puck. Here, we won't we won't raffle this off. You can have it. Where is this story going? <laughs> it's over now, so go away. <laughs> no one having cares. Go away. It's from Chief of the Hotel. Oh. Is anyone following this? You usually see 17-year-olds use Facebook for emotional outbursts, not 70-year-olds. It's very odd. Some Ken's wedding toast. Well, it worked because I knew it would work. I knew that people, there were two people over there that didn't want me hired. That's what was keeping me from getting hired. And I knew they'd shown the article. Now, you used a similar strategy with the fancy baseball issues with Prod Joe, correct? Ah, that's true, Jackson. Very nice. Went to Facebook. Well, I wasn't and it to, did not work with producer I was, Joe. I wasn't trying to get anything out of that. I just want to point out to everybody these... <laughs> Douche. You trash. Oh. So you went to Facebook to trash your fantasy baseball <laughs> commissioner. Yeah, I did. I wanted everybody to know how I got screwed. <laughs> You're just sharing your truth. Yeah, I was just venting, and I want everybody to know how he screwed me. <laughs> mm. You think that turned public opinion in your favor? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Every once in a while, you have to vent. Should have an, they should have written an article about that. <laughs> Without using your name. Without using my name. Yeah. Uh, a certain guy. radio producer Local was going off on Joe Producer. A certain producer wasn't happy with his outcome of his fantasy league. I love this new 20-minute segment, How I'm Bothered by the Things That Don't Bother Me. That's from a Newpool eligible. <laughs> that is funny. That really doesn't bother me. No, I just thought no, it was entertaining. nothing seems to. I just thought it was entertaining. You just see what we have to go through in this business sometimes. You especially weren't bothered by the lady who took the best parking spot in the apartment complex. That did bother even me. Even though she got there first. Uh, that did bother me. Public parking But I stopped using Facebook for my venting. What are you vent now? Yeah. No, we're just, I, usually just Tina Meyer. She called me uh, the other day to let me know about. Segway. To let, I want to hold no, she called me to let me know that um, Jamie wanted to donate one of the foursomes to the TMA listeners. And I spent a half hour on the phone just 
ranting about crap. Why would you put that on her table? <laughs> yeah, because she'll listen. And she finds it funny. She does. Well, you rant here, too. You got a little bit of a <laughs> public no, forum yeah, here yeah. to rant. Does that help relieve some <laughs> anger, frustration, pent-up anger? No, not really, because then I just get trashed even more when I talk about it, so oh. I relieve that pent-up frustration, and then i got to deal with that. It gets worse. But it's a radio show where you talk, so... Get this mother <laughs> off the field! Derek Dooley, the car he drives... Imagine Tina listening to this rant, thinking this is what it sounds like. Uh, it was more a rant, rant about my apartment situation. Yeah. I don't want you to sign that new lease. I want you to get out yeah, of it. I probably won't, because she, I said I would sign it, and she said, uh, we don't sign leases in person anymore. I said, well, when does that start? She said, you have to go online. I said, I'll send you a link. Well, I'm still haven't seen the link, so I don't know how I can sign something if I don't have the link. Get they, don't see, they don't want to see you face to face. I would agree with that. I agree with Doug. No. What? Get out of there. Not live there, man. It sounds like, it sounds like it's becoming really yeah, it is. bad. It is. Yesterday was just like, I can't even sit there and relax anymore. What are we going to do? Move. Move. I don't the have the hell? money to move. I have an apartment there. right underneath me. I will have my landlord wave everything. Well, you got too many dogs. No, you'll be fine. I go to sleep at like 8.30 at night. You can help out with the dogs, maybe, Iggy. Give you something to do in the afternoon. You can blare your Take porn as loud as you want. Yeah, we'll talk. Okay. I got to tell you guys something. Last night at around 10.30, I was doing what most 36-year-old parents of two were doing waiting for my wife to fall asleep so I could masturbate. Oh. I scrolled Doug's Facebook page, quickly finished, oh. and figured I'd try out the Plowsy post-release hot dog snack. Only this time, I had some of the new Andrea's barbecue sopping. My oh my, it got me so amped up, I laid next to my sleeping wife for round two of self-pleasure. I haven't gone back-to-back -back since the late 90s. Thanks, Andrea's. Great, recommend great recommendation. Sup, Iggs? It's from Brenda Warner's hairstylist. Oh. You know what they should do is Andrea's... Put that story on the back of something like yeah, some like a testimonial, yeah. and put Brenda's Warner's hairstylist. It's like that, that would be great. I bet she spent a well, lot of money on hairstyles. It's different every time you saw her. I wonder what that guy, what got that guy going in the late '90s, where he back to back yanked it. Oh man, Cardinals weren't doing anything. No, McGuire's and runs. Oh, yeah, it might have been the Chasey Lane oil scene. Was that 95, though? So you wouldn't call that late 90s. The Furry convention just started, I think, in St. Louis in 98. Greatest show on turf, maybe? No. I could get anyone going. Doug Sportscast. Yeah, now you're talking about probably what it was. Tim and Little Rock. Yeah. What was he, streaming? Streaming in Little Rock. Getting tapes. Send your emails in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email today. Fun news. In about 40 minutes, we're going to do it. 50 minutes? 50 minutes. 50 minutes. Because uh, in an hour and five minutes, Jackson and I are going to deal with a live situation down the hallway. It's called Balloon Party. It's driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. And it airs on 101 ESPN. You ought to hop in the YouTube chat and get to know some of the 101 listeners. Uh, Design Air is a sponsor of this email of the day. Doug's a client. I'm a client. Hey, why don't you become a client? Let me look at this forecast today because I was looking at it. And is it like a high of 83 and nothing but sunny day? Another beautiful day today. Are huh? you horse plowing me here in, in mid-August, Jack? I know. I, I, again, woke up this morning, sat outside. It was chilly. No, wait till next week. Oh, Bill. Almost 100 degrees every day. Sweet mother Close of mercy. Yeah, 99, windows 97, open yesterday. 96, 98, 99, Air 99. conditioner off, windows open. 
Yeah. Well, when you're, when you're oh, running oh, through it. Because uh, Design that. Air will save the day for you. Design Air Heating and Cooling. Go online at designairservice.com and work with the great South Gold Camp of Design Air Heating and Cooling. Designairservice.com, the official HVAC provider of this radio program and my podcast, The Tim McKernan Show. Uh, which would love your emails that are erotic stories, really. I feel like this is a weather like this is good for Sapphos. So maybe you have a few stories you can yeah, send it's in. It's good please. for more lying, yeah. Yeah. Team McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Send them on in. Be a friend. Hey, it's Jackson here to talk to you about Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved. And ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. My favorite part about Factor is the convenience of it all. These are no-prep, no-mess meals ready to go in two minutes. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. They've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash McKernan50 and use code McKernan50 to get 50% off. That's code McKernan50 at factormeals.com slash McKernan50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jackson, you're going to go to Las Vegas in five days. What's going on out there, Brad? Uh, yeah, it's actually unbelievable. As you said, that KG and O-Town walked into my... Uh, KG and O-Town's here? Oh, yeah, he walked into What's my... What's he doing? Horton Walken Studio. He, uh, he told me he had something to do today here f- towards the end of the show. I don't know exactly what. Oh, I think he's uh, having a PB and mayo with Doug. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love be a fun. peanut butter mayonnaise sandwich. But we'll be going to be out at Circa here. We're leaving on Wednesday morning. Bill, Bill, Bill. And we're going to head out there, hang out. It's going to be a great time. And if you're heading out to Las Vegas, may I suggest one of two major contests over at Circa Sportsbook, or hey, even both. Because guess what, Doug? $14 million in guaranteed prizes. That's a lot of money. $14 million in guaranteed prizes. Yeah. They got the Circa Millions with $6 million in guaranteed prizes. It's 1,000 per entry, max of five entries per person. You must register in person at Circus Sportsbook in Nevada. Pick five teams against the spread every week. Winner takes home $1 million. They also have the Circus Survivor Pool with $8 million guaranteed to the winner or winners. 1,000 per entry, max of 10 entries per person. Pick one team straight up every week to win. If the team loses or ties, the entry is eliminated. You can only pick each team once in a season. Go 20-0 or be the last person standing to win. All available where KG and O-Town and I will be next week, Circus Sportsbook. Wow. That's life-changing wow, money. Wow, 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 You better wow. believe it. You better believe it, Jack. Yeah. yeah. Would you Common retire Jack. from this job, Jackson, if, you, if you're a big winner out there? Uh, I think I would like to keep doing what I do. You want to just keep doing balloon party? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would make a contract where... Drop this show. Right. Oh, you definitely have to, yeah, drop this show. If I could yeah. do TMA from, like, anywhere in the world, like, I would continue to do it. All this stuff forever, oh. man. Oh. Love it. So, Next uh, three out of the five of us. Well, <laughs> say, if I, that oh, one. if I had enough money, I'd be out. <laughs> Love you guys, but I'm out. That's the just thing. walk away from No, it. I keep doing the show. I just need to be somewhere else. I'd be somewhere else. For sure wouldn't be in St. Louis. But well, where be, would you be? 
I like the Denver area. I, honestly, I know that sounds probably, you know, it's chalk. A, yeah, it's, well, a, yeah, it's like a one seed going to the Final Four. But I, I, I just think in terms of outside activities, weather, um, you know, people my age, a lot of businesses booming, a lot of area to live at. You're kind of a mountain man, too. Well, mm. I, I just think Golden, Colorado, like Colorado Springs, all those areas are within, you know, that hour. So I, I just... I, Think for me and be the best spot. Yeah. Expensive. I realize that, but now money is not an option. I could see you living in Aspen or Vail or somewhere up there with the, oh the other God, high rollers. I would be so out I of like place that. in places like no, that. No, sir, you'd fit in well. I don't know if I'm a Texas guy. I think there's a lot of areas in Texas I'd like, but I don't know, maybe living, I don't know. I think there's quite you a know, few people. Ta- or property tax, income tax, or whatever. Quite Austin. a few people in Aspen are doing radio shows from their villas that they have there. Nice. HD2. They've, they've won big-time gambling. So they wake up about 5.30, do some prep. No, no prep. But they right. still do the radio show from their place in Aspen. I feel like a lot of people, like, they talk about, like, when the, the billion-dollar lottery hit, they're like, yeah, I keep doing my job. I think the first Eat email that frustrated you, what's going on? So good, Doug, look, it's in the wow. world. It's low. We're Sweet live on the air. Pie. That's pretty good. Oh, Did you, you guys summon listen. me? No. Oh. No, what? Well, you're always welcome, though. Oh, yeah. okay. You're a friend of the feather. Hey, there's a listener out there who heard me on this show and goes, I don't get what the big deal is. Like, whenever I... So, I, I just want to say, that guy can screw off. Wow! What in the world's happening here? Oh, Doug, this is what? It's, 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 it's learned. Look. I understand that much. But I the audience may not know that because yeah. they may not be watching okay. on YouTube. So, well, now we're telling look, people... Well, don't because I look like crap today. Really? What, why do you say that? I don't think Well, so. I, I haven't rested very well. What's the problem? Just too much going on, man. What do you? Uh, what time do you go to bed? What time do you get up for the ratio? I go to bed at eight thirty. I get up at three thirty. Oh. oh. I see my husband two, an hour and a half a day now. Oh no. So Quit he's probably job. gonna divorce me. So it's my, not good though. Do I? Oh good. Yeah. Uh oh. Anyway, I just heard something. Hey, he's I did too. Divorce you, hey, you, you stepped, nudge, you stepped on her. She was making a move there. This man looks he today. looks very good. Did you guys try his pie? I saw the cherry pie what in there. Oh, he made it. That's his. I thought you were making buttermilk pie. Yes, I changed my mind. What is a little a, too gorgeous these days. I don't know what's going this, on. Maggie, how about what she's saying? He's impossibly handsome. Something has happened. He's been Hubberfied. Like Hubberfied. Hubberfied. There's something yeah. that happens about Last two years girl. into working for Hubbard. You that get hot? Gets hot really? It? Oh, yeah. Wow. Certain glow. Oh, Doug, we're gonna, Doug, we're going to get hot. I don't have mm-hmm. a hat on today. Get my hat. You got your hair done. No. I like it. You got a cut and color cut with Oreen. Oreen is who he goes to. I just got a shower today. And Goldie Hawn Blonde. Yeah. Listen, I gotta go. Yeah. I love you all. Hey, I sorry to bother you. Show. No, I'm sorry to bother you, Doug Mon. You look as incredibly well. Tell for us uh, as well. Incredibly well birthday. I will. I never know when his birthday is. His birthday every day. Who are we talking about now? Riz's birthday, birthday was yesterday. Wasn't yeah. Forty-five. Forty-five. Are any of you coming to the show tonight? The Urge at the St. Louis Music Park? No. Oh well. I wasn't invited. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, Doug Mon. Talk to you guys. <laughs> okay. Thank you, kiddo. Ladies and gentlemen, the great. Learn. Ours Making has always been the type of show where friends feel they can drop in at any time. No, I saw her and she in the break warbled. Room. I saw her in the break room. I said, just bop your head and say bop hi. Oh, a split oh. second. I thought we were getting whacked that first split second. I'm like, well, this is it. Yeah, I thought Plowsy Somebody... was like playing a drop over like my time. I was like, oh, okay. No, I, didn't, I wouldn't be that rude. <laughs> no, I mean, I've, we've all played drops and stepped on folks, but <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Is that cherry pie see. fresh out there? In the yeah, I made room? it last night. Gosh, I love cherry pie. That's right. It was very good. But it's a Mrs. Smith's. I just. The the chocolate buttermilk, I make it from scratch, and I didn't feel like doing that. No. I had a Mrs. Smith in the freezer, and that's just stick in the oven for 40 minutes, it's done. Okay. So it's a very good pie, though. It's out there in the open air. Maybe it should be in the refrigerator or something. Well, go do it. I don't care. I'm not eating oh, it. Oh, God. <laughs> well, if you're afraid to eat it, why should I eat I it? I ate a piece it? last night. It was good. I wasn't? Good. I had a little 
vanilla ice cream on there, warmed it up, melted the ice cream right on top of the pie. Yeah. Doug, would you call that a la mode? I would. Nice. So I had some a la mode. Okay. So I had my piece, and now I brought it in because there's no way I'll finish it, so. It's nice. Oh, I had some ice cream from Perryville uh, Picnic. Had that last night, uh, and I melted some uh, hot fudge. So I had a little snack myself. You drove down to Perryville for the town No, no. Her parents picked it up and put it in their freezer, and we picked it up and put it in our freezer. That's a big old... It's like homemade ice cream, you know what I mean? It's not like... It's actually that homemade style, so it's a little bit different in terms of texture. Mm. Really good. Guys, that one reminded me of when Dom DeLuise would just pop onto the set of the Merv Griffin show. It's from Manute Bowl Eligible. Yeah, very similar. Very, very similar. Someone... Just comes in and starts singing. Doesn't matter what the topic was we were discussing. Thank goodness it wasn't something serious. <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered. Well, it kind of would have. We just stopped. Okay. Would you rather learn never come in again? No, I think it's fine. It's just, a, you know, it's hit and miss whether we're discussing well, something that's kind of sensitive. I was in the break room and I heard Flousy talking about, were you talking Cardinals? I don't know. I just know it wasn't a it wasn't a hot topic, so I popped back out and said <laughs> He wasn't happy with the direction of the show. No, it was it wasn't you were talking about, you know, something serious. We had moved off of your radio issues with the end season. Yeah, so I just said pop pop in and say hi. And you told her to say positive things about you. No, I said nothing. She was talking about the cherry pie. And that got brought up because she posted a picture on her her uh, Facebook page about some cherry pie she had <clears throat> um at some place in Edwardsville. Yeah. And I posted a picture. I said, I just happened to make cherry pie. Sure you did. So she was singing cherry pie. I think, is that Warrant? Right. Warrant, yeah, Janie Lane. She came in and nudged you and told you how great your hair looked. And she's having problems with her husband, apparently, because she doesn't see him. There could be something wrong. Oh, she's a sweetheart. God, go to bed at 8.30 and wake up at 3.30. That sounds horrible. Yeah. That's what I do. I go to bed at 9 and wake up at 4. Yeah, that's like no that. good either. I mean, I go to bed about 9.30 and get up at 5.30. I would never change it for the world. 10.16 is when I fell asleep last night, Doug. I woke up at 4.56. You nice. were probably wondering how much REM sleep I got. Yeah, I was really concerned about that. Hour and eight minutes, deep sleep, hour 18 minutes. That's two hours and 26 okay. minutes of, would you say, restorative sleep? I guess it is. is. That That's good? down from my average of three hours and 21 minutes. Yeah, if, you can, if you're comfortable waking up this early, though, like oh, I love you it. don't deal with traffic either way, going to or from work. You're home in the afternoon. You can play golf if you so choose to. You can do nothing if you would like. Mm-hmm. Get the chores done. And all you really miss out on is late night TV. I guess. Yeah, like yeah, like what from nine to eleven thirty? What am I doing? You know, in anything case, productive. Learns case her husband. Yeah, I mean that's an issue. But Ma- yeah, me and Madison see each other because she works from home Fridays and Mondays, so we get a lot of. Yeah. Guys, why was Iggy in the break room in the middle of a segment? Thanks. That's from Cuckleberry Finn. Yeah, I was getting a cup of coffee if it was any of your <laughs> business. Probably the first well, you're break. supposed to wait for the break. <laughs> Have they never watched YouTube? It always happens. It's fine. new. I mean, it's become part of the show. Anyone else get the sick chills when Papa sniffed Learn? Thanks. That's from the Dover Soul. Did you sniff Learn? No, I didn't. She's standing right next to me, and I could smell whatever she was wearing. Oh. You should have named it and really creeped her out, like, oh, mm-hmm. that's... No, she always smells, I don't know, I never asked her what it is. And she told me one time, and I forgot. That's Lard A. But she yeah, always kind of smells like uh, incense. Incense. It's kind of like an incense smell. You know, if you light one of those incense candles or... It used to be like, call, call them punks. She smells like smoke? No, but there's like, you'd be able to, back in uh, my high school days, you know, we lit a lot of incense. It had that kind of like smoky incense smell to it. 
Guys, did anyone else notice that when Jackson mentioned KG, Iggy got up and left the room and decided to one-up him and bring in Learn? That's in the South City Hoosier aficionado. I didn't hear him mention KG. That, I was what already if out KG the door. will bring in Learn in five minutes? <laughs> Everybody just keep bringing in Learn, Learn. <laughs> Had to come in every ten minutes from the race. When they mentioned KG, I didn't hear that. <laughs> hey, he's sitting right behind me. Oh, well, good yeah. for him. I didn't know. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I did it. I, I have to prove myself. Oh, nice. NBC declined renewal of Brandel Chambly's contract. You better make really? sure, you better make sure that's not... real because you're leaving, reading uh, Live Nation? No, Live Golf Insider. Yeah, that's <laughs> fake. I saw that this morning and I went and checked. I did a Google search, uh, Brandel Chambly not coming back. And there's no article whatsoever. Bigger, yeah, I figured it would be on a bigger yeah, platform. Yeah, it, that's a fake article. There's no way he coming he's back. Never been, he's never been real yet. If you, I responded to him, too. You let him have it. But how did Brando even do his job now? He's bashed everything. Like, I don't know. He he had definitely burned a huge bridge. I don't know how you can keep him if the structure changes. Golf Channel loves him. <laughs> Brando was born in St. Louis. Did you know that, Doug? Well, That's they, just a damn shame for this city, man. St. John's probably, probably old St. John's. I think so. Baby yeah. factory. Yeah. Probably front neck. I would never want to claim that guy. Five foot ten, 155 pounds. Of all yeah, would you have guessed 5'10 on him? What do you think, taller or shorter? Shorter. Oh, really? I don't know. Tough to gauge. That's an people, otter. People assume it? I'm 6'4". I'm not. It's probably the booming voice, Tim. I, would, I, I think that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing. I think if I wouldn't started lifted weights before, quote-unquote, puberty, I'd probably be 6'4". Oh, That's I would I think. think. At least. Yeah. What do you think six, so? 6'7", 6'8". My eight. brother's 6'1". Yeah. I think my other brother's six foot. It's just really a shame because I denied a lot of women in this world pleasure. Because you were too busy pumping iron. And... It just did probably, uh, Doug, what do you call the growth plates? Stunted. I, the... I remember, you know who told me I shouldn't be lifting weights? Oh. Steve Schnur. Really? Yeah. He said not to? Because at, at I, what was, age? I was, I mean, I was young for my class, obviously, prodigy. Um, I was probably 14. But I had been cut from the baseball team. Politics, as you always know. Clearly. Thank you. And I'm like, there's no way I'm not making it my sophomore year. So all I could think to do was just to work out year-round. Stupid, but that's what I did. And then Steve Schnurr, who had two years later, quarterback Northwestern to the Rose Bowl. Yeah. I was in the weight room at St. Louis U High, and he goes, you know, you're probably a little young to be lifting this much. And he said I should be a wrestler because I was a tiny little boy but strong. And the tiny boy is good at wrestling. (laughs) That's what he said. (laughs) Where does 6'1 come from? Because... Your mom and dad aren't tall. My mom's side of the family's, I mean, not short. I don't know how I would say they're tall. Yeah. I don't know. Everybody in my family is little. Right. <laughs> my dad was about 5'7". My mom was about 5'2". I knew it would get off of Tim's family. <laughs> on to your Right family. into mine, yep. I knew. I, I didn't even need to call Tim that one. got to talk for about 20 seconds there. I heard family. Right on to the Strode family. <laughs> I was just asking. He says, brother's 6'1", and mm-hmm. his mom and dad aren't six foot. Tim's not six foot. Uh, don't tell people that. Don't want to ruin the, yeah. the fantasies for all the women with the Taji magic wands. I don't want right the balloon party listeners to think that. Absolutely. They think Tim's, yeah. Absolutely. Looks like They focus Carter. their attention on you right yeah. now. Now that they'll find out that Jamie Rivers has taken your side, though, I might be persona non grata. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim, when I stood next to you that one time, I felt your aura and your presence, and it made you feel like you were six foot six. That's from Flip Wilson. Tim, when I hear your voice, I become a submissive little bottom. That's from oh. Danny Tanner. 
You don't want to be too tall, then everything gets to be a hassle. What's yeah. the, optim- the optimal height, I think, for a woman, for an American gentleman in 2023, if they could pick, I think he would get six foot two or three. Yeah, probably so. My buddy's 6'6". Six, six. He says after his basketball career, it just is now a pain in the That's ass. oatmeal. No, my buddy Mark. Um, Hard to find clothes. <laughs> cars too small. He's a good dude. Uh, yeah, he's like, it's just, you know, what because he played college basketball. Now that he's done with that, he's like, yeah, it's, uh, cars are too small. I have no leg room anywhere. It sucks. Airplanes, yeah. seats. He's like, it's going to be brutal. Yeah. He's 6'6", six, six, so, like, imagine being two or three inches taller. It gets even worse and worse. I think 6'3 is the perfect number. That's what the ladies love. Because then you're like like tall and noticeably tall like you're taller than most people in the crowd mm-hmm. and but you're not too tall where like you know everybody's staring at you right, right. saying who'd you play for right do you ever play that how's the no. weather up yeah. there you know i remember will chamberlain used to bs that all the time and when someone would say how's the weather up there he'd spit on him and say it's raining yeah. <laughs> nice that's what he said i'm sure he didn't do it and then for a woman i'd say five eight five seven five eight that's tall for a woman. Yeah. yeah. I mean, on the higher side. Five, six, or seven, tall. probably. Yeah. But it depends. Like, you know, some people like, like some taller women. Some people like shorter women. Some people less. like things, and some people like other things. Yes. It's Yeah, we've, it wasn't some people like some things. It's some people like things, and some people like other things. Could we hear it, Plows? No, I think it's some people don't like other things. other things. Some people like things, and some people don't like other Could we hear it, Plowsy? Yeah, dude, you know my computer. Okay. Give it a minute. <laughs> All right. Because it is kind of the slogan for the whole show. It is, it is actually. Some people like things, and some people don't like other things. That's it. It's, it's our mantra. very simple. It yeah. I don't know some why it just like fades off into space there at the end. Some it people ain't. don't like other things. Guys, I played golf with Tim, and he is the perfect height. I had an erection tucked into my waist strap for half of the round. That's from the Pope. Gosh. Wow, he beat me with an erection? That's incredible. The way he was rolling the rock, Doug, I'm telling you, this Pope. Yeah. And he was vanquished by Kevin Roth, and Kevin Roth's going up against Dogtown Tie, and Dogtown Tie beat Gee, but Kevin Roth beat Chris Heck. I mean, these are two powerhouses. Yeah, you might be like, well, these are two, you know, four or five seeds or whatever. No, no, no. Mm. I think the right people are in the championship. Yeah, I was picking Gee. I think the right people are in there. When are they playing for the title? Uh, Jackson? Uh, Doug? I, I'm the one that asked the question. I, I try. I don't know. Uh, Whatever they okay. like. Well, it's got to be fairly soon, right? They're probably they'll probably do it before the autumnal equinox. Don't say autumnal. Well, I like equinox. that a lot. I'm six three. My wife is five eight. I'm balling. I guess that's from sex. Yeah, they're kind of the ideal height, like height discrepancy. It's kind of money. So they could run for office. Uh, I'd vote for them. Solely on height. Well, I mean. Check the first box. Yeah, There's important. not a lot of really short politicians anymore, are there? Not anymore. Michael Dukakis was a tiny man, and he put a little helmet in a tank, and it ruined him. <laughs> it sure did. Like he was going to go launch missiles out of that tank. Is that who did I've Because that's been parodied a bunch. Is that who did it? It was Dukakis. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it ruined his campaign. It showed that he was strong with the military. <laughs> and it made him look like the biggest tool in the world. Uh, shortest president john adams is tiny yeah right? well there you go I'm, I'm from the family lineage so i mm-hmm. guess i inherited that it's nice then i would imagine john quincy adams probably wasn't probably tall, yeah but, but recently here for you william howard taft was he tiny and round no uh, he's huge oh he's a big guy tall and well round? i don't five know 5'11 yeah. five, five and, and a half the shortest james madison at four five foot four. Ooh. 
Benny Harrison, five foot six. Like a Benny Harrison. <laughs> but uh, Washington was like six three, which was a monster at the time. And Lincoln, I think, was six four. Uh, I got George Washington at six one. Oh, I read that he was six three. I, I bet six, even six one in the seventeen hundreds. Yeah, one hundred percent. Gerald Ford, six foot nothing. Yeah. Grover Cleveland, five eleven. I think Reagan was over six foot. Clinton's over six foot. Uh, yep. Yeah, Clinton's yep. taller. Yep. Uh, the tallest, of course, Abe Lincoln, standing at six foot four. I think Trump six three. Yeah. Biden's about six one or two. Yep. Jimmy Carter didn't seem big. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter, peanut farmer, was five nine and a half. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Nice call. Short for reason. Uh, six five and five six for the ball sacks. Thanks, Scott Sprinkled ball sack. Boy, that's six five. Yeah, he's a tall drink of water. How does that measure up? What does that mean? Well, I mean. What's going on? What are you doing now with your hands? What's going on? I'm just I'm thinking if you, if a guy's really much bigger than his wife, it, it kind of limits certain positions you can do. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Nice. For heaven's sakes. U.S. Grant, only 5'8". Well, how about really? that? Civil War general. Yeah. And lives off gravelly? Yeah. I think for about an hour and a half, maybe he did. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take that. It's good to hide behind bushes when you're filling a musket. He married a, an Anheuser, right? That's how he got in the family. Is that right? I think he married Anheuser's daughter. I think so. He's on the $50 bill. He sure is. Doug Washington had those wooden teeth, and they hurt when he tossed Martha's salad bay. That's oh. the Shrewsbury suit sniffer. Is that true? I don't know. Who do you I... think was the most promiscuous of President uh. Kennedy? <laughs> in recent times, probably or Clinton. Let's go like pre pre World War II. I, well, didn't Thomas Jefferson have a bunch of heirs from the yeah, slaves? Yeah, yeah, that's probably the right answer, Doug. And wasn't one uh, alleged to have been a gentleman's gentleman, and his his critic called them like Aunt oh. Aunt oh, yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was Polk. No, I think it was. I want to say Buchanan. Yeah, we've done. I I, can't, I can never remember it, because yeah, there was the one single president, and everyone thought mm-hmm. that they were doing something. Winston Churchill was five six, and I've masturbated thinking about him with that oh, bow tie. That's from Engine Joe's Cave Ride Magic Man. Ty Cobb had wooden teeth. What? <laughs> yeah. I think Cobb. that was a fake story. I no, I interviewed the lady who uh, bought him at an auction. I think I remember her name, Karen Shimonsky. Those are like the a, people that are super weird, buying, like, chewed up gum and, like, guys' teeth. Connor like, Roy bought Napoleon's ween. Yeah, oh, that's right. that was oh. a weird. Warren G. Harding used to be into scat play. Thanks, Babe Truth. <laughs> he wasn't as far as we know. Warren G. Harding. I don't know how much. What's the line? Not much more I can say. <laughs> That'd be pretty easy, though. It's just laying around. They don't have toilets. They just... Right into a chamber pot. What uh, now? Yeah. <laughs> Probably easier collection. It'd be easier to get to the scat. Yeah, I do agree. Oh. He was six feet tall. It'd be easier to get yeah. to the scat. No one said that recently. We're going to say it at the start of Balloon Party today. Yeah, we're talking scat access here oh. on 101 ESPN. Oh. All day, every day. Oh. Little pinnace, little pinnace <laughs> scat party. <laughs> mm, yeah. I kind of like that, actually. T-shirt. <laughs> Uh, guys, Ty oh. Cobb wasn't a president. Go back to imagining the sex positions of listeners and no, let the educated people speak. Well, somebody mentioned wooden teeth. Well, he, so I mentioned Ty Cobb had wooden teeth. He came from a wealthy family. 
he was an extremely wealthy man himself. I suppose he had the state-of-the-art dental appliances. He made a couple of good investments, I believe, if I read Coca-Cola. correctly. Coca-Cola. Yeah. I think he made a fortune. But he, his dad was like a senator or something or a congressman. He had a bad rap, really. Yeah. But I would imagine that he had probably the best dental equipment you could have had for the time. Probably, but he had wooden teeth because somebody bought them at an auction. Would that have been like a, you know, a retainer that fit in with just a fake tooth on it, probably? I don't know. Just a whole set of teeth. The whole thing was... I what? interviewed her, and she. I asked her why she bought them. Because I just always wanted... Ty, Ty Cobb's a big fan, and that's the only thing that I could afford. So upon his death, they ripped out his teeth and sold them at auction. It could have been an extra pair. I don't know. I'd like to get to the bottom of that. Maybe Buck's Pope can get to that. Every picture <laughs> I see him smiling, it looks like teeth to me. Yeah. Is there a white wooden teeth? I don't know. I don't know. A lot like of people said, texting into the CDF group text inbox, and that's a good thing because, uh, Doug, that means the listeners like talking scat play, and I like that. I like that the listeners like it. I don't. Uh, EDF group text inbox. That's where you can go. 314-881-TMA5. Email in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email today, which comes your way in 36 minutes. We'll also have the drops of the week. Engineer design facilities moving forward. As the EDF group, the most experienced data center and critical facility service provider in the St. Louis market. Check out the newly revamped website, theedfgroup.com. And then take a look at each of the three divisions they have to offer. EDF group, your one throat to choke for all your critical facilities, data center, commercial fire alarm, and... Electrical and IT infrastructure needs. To contact the EDF Group, email fire at edfgroup.com. Experience the EDF Group difference and learn more at edfgroup.com. We'll take a commercial break, come back with our 9 o'clock hour with the design, air, heating, and cooling email today and right after the break, the drops of the week. Oh. And then it's balloon party at 10 o'clock on 101 ESPN, heretofore known as scat party? I don't think it should be. This is the Ryan Kelly morning after from the Michelob Ultra Studios.